if I was a betting man, and I am, I would bet that Mike Gundy may have just proved he's ready for the big stage this season. And speaking of betting, I'm almost a man. I'm almost 40, so I can do some betting. But if you're a collegiate athlete, you can't do it. Don't do it. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stowall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on every single podcasting platform as well as visually on YouTube. If you want to come hang out with the big bearded fella, I'd appreciate it here on YouTube with the visuals rocking and rolling. Find me on Twitter at all day state. All right. So, yes, I'm a betting man. I think he's ready for the big stage. If you saw recently, he jumped on stage with the Zach Bryan band. They made him sing a little bit. That was uh, that was pretty good times. But does that mean, is that a precursor to Gundy finally being ready for the big stage? We shall see. We do take a hit. We take a hit and losing Arlen Bruce. Arlen Bruce is tied up in that betting snafu up in the great state of Iowa. The problem here, I would say, is if it's happening in Iowa, it's probably happening in other places. So this whole thing can grow legs. Now, what the NCAA does about it, I don't really care. The NCAA is a sham of an organization. They are ridiculous. They shouldn't have an existence anymore because they have proven time and time and time again that they have agendas. Their agendas are not anything to do with benefiting the student-athletes. So now that that's out of the way, I don't think this is an issue of the NCAA or whatever suspension is going to come. I think this is more of a legality issue. You know, he bet on like 130 games and he spent like four grand, right? Nothing major. Four grand is not that big of a deal. But the problem is he bet on 12 games he participated in as an Iowa Hawkeye. And guys, the dude had like 569 yards out of Iowa. It's not like he's... Not a weapon. We would have used him in a lot of ways this season, including backfield, reverses, things of that nature. He was going to be a very valuable piece to what we were doing this year, but it's not that not that big of a deal. We'll jump into the second segment here in a bit. But I think, I think that if you did something wrong, you need to pay for it. It just is what it is, right? It, this is a job. And you did something wrong in your job. Speaking of jobs, uh, today we are partially brought to you by LinkedIn Job Solutions. It's the number one place for you to go find your best candidates. So go do that now. LinkedInJobs.com slash locked on college. Yeah, this whole thing, this whole thing with Arlen Bruce, it sucked. It sucks with Hunter Deckers, quarterback at Iowa State, too. They're starting running back. They've got a bunch of players wrapped up in, in, in all of this crap. And it 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 is ridiculous. Because even if you play football at a very small level, this conversation is had. You can't bet underage. You can't bet on your own team. Like, everybody knows that. So there should be repercussions here. There's definitely ramifications involved for what happened. He should get a suspension. 
whether it's games, whether it's a year, I don't know. He's still on scholarship. We're still feeding him. We're still taking care of him. He can still go to the weight room, training room, all that fun jazz. He just can't practice, and he can't participate in integral team type of activities. I hope that we keep him around. I hope that he finds a way to kind of prove himself through this. Slightly reminiscent. Uh, we're going super old school. Let me know down in the comments section if you, you remember old Bo Bowling. He was somebody that, you know, we, we had to work out and he had to earn his way back on, and it worked out well for him. I think this could be another similar scenario. This does suck. It does hurt, but we are okay. If you're a collegiate athlete and in the NIL era, what are we doing? Like, you're worth money, bro. You are 100% worth money, and you're going to get a guarantee anyways. Now, were they uh, doing the same thing at Iowa? I don't know. I mean, I would assume probably not, or this wouldn't have happened. But you, you gotta be, you got to be above this type of situation. And I don't even necessarily think it's so much about the games that he bet on. It's more about the fact that he was underage. It was also, apparently, he was betting on behalf of other people on his team who were also underage. So, again, whatever the NCAA does, we'll figure it out. Whatever happens, we'll figure it out. But this needs to be a lesson. And, again, this could very much, very much get worse, right? This could definitely grow legs if it's happening at one place it's probably happening at other places you know let me know down in the comment section what, what you think should happen i think he should get a suspension four games seven games ten games don't know but again there needs to be some ramifications for this happening there needs to be an, an example set at least to some degree nationally that you can't do this stuff your school's paid for your food's virtually all paid for, and you get money, and you get access to opportunities that most people don't have. You get the ability to have a degree to get yourself squared away after your collegiate career is over. It's just, it, it doesn't make sense. Now, I love betting. Y'all know that, right? I'm a big fan. I think it's very, very fun. I don't get crazy. I bet dollars, literally dollars. And I have a blast with it. So I get it. But the thing here, guys, is you're, if you're three grand in the hole, no big deal. Four grand in the hole, no big deal. Well, what that could potentially become is 30 grand, 40 grand. Then it does matter. Then you will drop an extra pass on purpose. Then you will run the wrong route on purpose. And you will miss a block on purpose. And that's what this whole thing is designed to prevent. If everybody could do it responsibly, and only bet a few grand and not bet on your team, then maybe so be it. But when you're betting on your team and it becomes a significant amount of money, it will change things. Like this is to human nature. You may not purposely do something wrong, but if something does happen, you do miss a ball, you do run a wrong route, you do miss a block, maybe it doesn't worry you as much. Maybe there's a spread that you're trying to maintain. Maybe you don't want to score this extra touchdown, which is stupid. But this is a statistically driven league. 
stats don't tell every story, but they tell quite a bit. So it just, it's, uh, yeah, don't put yourself in a precarious situation. You're already getting an IL. Everything's squared away. You don't want to get yourself in a hole that then causes you to play the game a little bit differently. It just, it's not good. It's not a good time. It's not a good look. It's not a good thing. I mean, it is what it is. And I do think Gundy's going to let this this fine young man redeem himself. And I can't wait to see what that looks like. But before we talk about how we're pretty good in that department uh, when it comes to slot receiver, real quick, we got to talk to you about LinkedIn jobs. Ladies and gentlemen, you already know how imperative it is in today's society to try to find the right candidate at the right time. These days, it's a crapshoot. Right, You don't know what you're going to get. And that's hard. It makes it a a gamble on your small business. So if you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates, make sure that you get yourself hooked up with LinkedIn Jobs. They're going to help you find the right people for your team faster. And you can post it for free. It's super easy to create the job. It's super easy to get on there. And once you do add the job, uh, you just... Bring in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you are, in fact, hiring. Simple tools like screening questions and all that make it focused and concerted of an effort for you to find the best people with the experience and the skill level that you're looking for. This is the reason why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality, quality hires versus all their leading competitors. So go to LinkedIn jobs dot com slash locked on again that is linkedin.com slash locked on college linkedin.com slash locked on college go there to post your job down for free terms and conditions do apply all right so now we get to jump at highland we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes there's no customer pain point too small for us to help with Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Into segment two, which is the wide receiver room. Have no fear, ladies and gentlemen, because Blaine Green... And Rashad Owens are still here, right? Both of those gentlemen have been the the, the jack of all trades, the Swiss Army knife for this entire receiving core. And I don't expect that to change. I don't expect that to go away. Blaine Green is that good. People tend to forget how good Blaine Green is because of him not being on the field as much the last couple of years due to injuries. He shed a little bit of weight. But he's played the X, he's played the Y, he's played the Z, he's played pseudo tight end, cowboy back. Like, the understanding that this dude has of all positions is pretty rare. Same with Rashad Owens. Did the exact same thing. Bulked up last year, slid in, played a little bit of tight end, got some playing time. He's like the, the sixth man, right? Rashad Owens is the sixth man when it comes to basketball. He's able and available to fill in everywhere, as is Blaine Green. So. You've heard the saying, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Well, you also don't know what you got if you've never seen it. So from the casual fan perspective, most people don't know what Arlen Bruce was going to be able to provide. Now, I will say this, for everybody that was upset for 
Braylon Presley leaving, regardless of how he left, why he left, doesn't matter. But he was Gatorade Oklahoma Player of the Year for a reason. And so we were kind of upset, I think a lot of us, that we weren't going to be able to see what Braylon Presley was going to be able to do. What dude he was going to be able to come. Well, Arlen Bruce already is that guy. Arlen Bruce is what Braylon Presley is, is potentially going to look like in a couple of years. But when you have somebody like Blaine Green and you have somebody like Rashad Owens that has done every position there is and knows every route concept that you're running through, plus the simplification process of adding the fullback, that looks amazing. By the way, Braden Cassidy looks like a beast. Tight end. I'm a big believer in Josiah Johnson. I think Ian Edenfield can get there. Tabor Shetron, he's just, you know, he's bulking up. And he's still pretty daggone quick. He might end up being a different style of uh, fullback. But we have dudes. Leon Johnson third. We have guys. And they just so happen to be leaders as well. So we're not going to notice. We're just, we're not. Is Blaine Green going to line up in the backfield and do some of the stuff that Arlen Bruce was going to do? No. But we're in good hands. Pun intended. John Stribling showed up, showed out. And he showed us that he is a guy. Jaden Bray is, is is on the verge of having a Justin Blackman, Tylen Wallace, Des Bryant style of season. I don't even know if we, we guarantee a thousand yard receiver because we have a plethora of weapons to choose from. And with the running game and the offensive line probably producing over that 4.5, 4.6 yards of carry range, it puts us in good hands. So again, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, you shouldn't gamble if you're a collegiate athlete. Yeah, you shouldn't gamble if you're under 21. But we've got the guys that are going to make this transition. And and I even like Cameron Hurd. He's somebody that reminds me of Cameron Epps. Like, he could have done a multitude of things at the Division I level. Him being a wide receiver, him being a slot guy, him having the understanding from a quarterback perspective of how to settle down in zones and how to read defenses and how to understand if the defensive end's crashing or the linebacker's coming to the flat, whatever it is, he gets it, he understands it, he sees it. I think he probably needs a little bit more body by glass, but nonetheless, if he's forced into a role, I think he can fulfill that. But when you have a Blaine Green, when you have a Rashad Owens, it takes these worries and the concerns a little bit away. We're losing a tool. We're losing an asset, right? But the production side of things there shouldn't be a big drop-off at all. It won't even be noticeable because we didn't even get to see it live. The dude's quick feet are just amazing. His ability to get separation is pretty rare. But he put himself in hot water. So this is the predicament that he's in. I think that he should serve whatever it is. I think he should come back. I don't think it should mess with his eligibility. We'll see. But thank the heavens we have Blaine Green. Thank the heavens we have Rashad Owens. Because the drop-off is not even going to be visible. When we get to the Arlen Bruce, it's going to make it all that much better. The versatility, I think, is the name of the game for this season, right? If I, if I were to take one word 
and make it applicable to this year, it would be versatility. The same versatility we have at wide receiver with the multitude of guys we have on the defensive side of the ball. Because if you want to have some fun, go watch Ladarius Webb Jr.'s Juco film when he played cornerback. There's a reason he, he got moved to safety at Oklahoma State University because he was destroying people. It wasn't even fair. Like, the wide receivers at the JUCO level that were going up against Ladarius Webb Jr., they didn't stand much of a chance. Neither did running backs. Neither did quarterbacks. He's an animal. He's an absolute savage that could slide around and play different spots. So could Raymond Gay. So could Cameron Epps. I mean, hell, does anybody think that the six foot four, 220 pound safety Kendall Daniels couldn't slide up and play linebacker? This is the name of the game this season, in my opinion, is versatility. Offensive line, same thing. Cole Birmingham has played every single spot there pretty much, as has Preston Wilson, as has Taylor Materko. Joe Mikulski's healthy. Guys, we have four offensive linemen that came in together like four years ago. One of the reasons that, that recruits love coming to Oklahoma State is the continuity in the coaching staff. Well, the continuity in the offensive line needs to be on full display this year. We've talked on this program so many times about how good Garrett Rangel is, how good Colin Clay is. And now people are almost to the point where they get to see it. But again, the versatility is going to do a lot of things for us this year. It is also kind of ironic. There's a lot of teams think they, they win 10 games. Um, I was on a show last last week, and they did a segment of the contenders, pretenders type of scenario. And, of course, the contenders are OU and Texas, whatever. K-State. Uh, TCU wasn't in there. TCU was in the maybe category with us. So I had a great time on the show, but that's kind of one of the things we talked about is a lot of people. TCU thinks they can win 10. OU thinks they can win 10. Texas thinks they can win 10. I know we can win 10. Texas Tech thinks they can win 10. Houston, our buddy Parker, even Parker Ainsworth, locked on uh, representative of ours, he even talked about the road for Houston to win 10. UCF's having conversations of winning 10. Utah thinks they're going to come in next year and run the whole conference without any effort. So there's a lot of Kool-Aid that goes around at this time of year. I get it. But I feel like I feel like we've got a pretty good track record. I I feel like we've got a really good pulse on what's happening. Which is a good segue into segment three. Um when when are we gonna stop hating on Garrett Rangel? When does that day come? Now if the common consensus statement is we got to see it live. We got to see it on the field. We got to see it in games. Okay, cool. I can buy that. I'm okay with that. But Garrett Rangel still being almost neck to neck with Alan Bowman means one of two things. It means Alan Bowman is not what we thought he was, right? Or Garrett Rangel has just gotten that much better. Gunnar Gundy has even gotten that much better. Gunnar Gundy was like a highlight guy for me in the spring because when he came back, released from his shoulder surgery three days before the first scrimmage. He wasn't supposed to do anything. He got to go in because he was kind of ready, and the dude throws multiple touchdowns. That's development. That's growth. That's what you're looking for. We talked about the weight Garrett Rangel put on. We talked about him improving his 40 time. Guys, speaking of 40 times, Gunnar Gundy 
has gone from a, a running a five flat, 4.9, five flat out of Stillwater High School to Oklahoma State, and now he's running the four six flat. There will be packages for Gunnar Gundy, and he's earned it. He deserves it. Garangel is better than people have given him credit for. I just don't get it. My buddy OT will hop in here, I'm sure, and help me with validation here. But if you go look at the film, you see what you need to see. Now, whenever he's got a defensive tackle pushed up on him, does he short that step? Yeah, a little bit. Does he get a little bit of a, a narrow base? Yeah, a little bit. Does he short on the throw? Yeah, a little bit. But he's also not used to having six foot four, 310-pound dudes coming at him on a consistent basis. He played at a legit high school in the state of Texas. Timothy has been working with him now for virtually two years. You're somehow still seeing the, the idea that it's being floated around. That if Gary Rangel's our quarterback, we're screwed. If Gunnar Gunny's our quarterback, we're screwed. Guys, with Alan Bowman, we've been talking about it for months. That dude, if he shows up and stays healthy, can win us 10-plus games. Gary Rangel, he can win us 9-10 games. I've said before, Gunnar Gundy could win a 7-8 games easily. There's no way, no matter what quarterback we throw out on the field, that we go under 7 wins. So if you're not a 20-year-old athlete, your name's not Arlen Bruce, go to Fandle, make some money, bet the over. If, if you can't do that, find a buddy. Find an OU fan. Matter of fact, there are some OU fans that watch this program. Shout out to y'all. Probably uh, not a lot, but I know there's a handful. And for y'all, we did a live show last night with our buddy Trent, and we also brought in Jason Watkins to fill in for Jason Sherman for the Sherman Snitzel Sunday show. And, uh, yeah, we gave him a little bit of a spot to talk about OU. So if you want to get an update on what OU's got going on, feel free to check that video out. But back to the topic at hand. When have we had this number? of quarterbacks that can play the game. Spencer Sanders had Shane Illingworth. We thought Shane Illingworth was going to be the guy. He was going to be a dude. But behind Shane Illingworth, we had issues. If you want to go back, you can talk about Drew Brown. You can talk about Ethan Bullock, guys that we brought in to be backups, but to be good backups. It just didn't quite pan out. I thought when Drew Brown came from Hawaii, he was going to have a lot of success. Sometimes it just didn't work out. But we've been in this position now for a little while that if Spencer Sanders gets hurt, which is almost inevitable, what do we have behind? And that's where we're in a better spot this year than, I don't want to say ever before. But let me know now in the comment section, when's the last time we went three legit three deep at quarterback? And if you want to throw Zane Flores in there as well, we can. Zane Flores could come in. And he can have a very comparable season to what you saw out of a Gunnar Gundy and a Garrett Rangel last season. You saw some... March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Good. Right? If you're a fan of the pause and the rewind and the pause and the rewind and the pause and the rewind game, Garrett Rangel did some stuff. 
But because of all the other stuff going around and our inability on offense, like we were just square pegging around hole, man. That's what last year was. It wasn't on Garrett Rangel. It wasn't on Gunnar Gundy. You could. It wasn't even on the O line, really. I mean, you got to think about it. We lost twelve O line transfers. It might have even been thirteen last spring. It, 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 we did nothing to fix it. So, uh, duh. When we had some injuries on the offensive line, we had some issues. That makes things look a little bit different. Spencer Sanders would just read one, read two, take off. You're not going to get that this year. Alan Bowman and Garrett Rangel are precision type of dudes. They're going to be able to go through the reads this year much more confidently. They're going to be able to work within the pocket much more confidently. They're not going to be bailing out. They're going to be moving up into it. you got to have faith in your O-line, and I, I think our quarterbacks do. And your, your O-line's got to have faith in the quarterbacks. I think that they do. The D-line is impressive. Linebackers are better than we anticipated. Safeties look as good as advertised. We got more corners than I thought we would have. We have just so much versatility. And then, of course, you know the schedule. It is what it is. But you got to capitalize on it. And with the amount of versatility we have, I don't see why we cannot capitalize on it. So in closing, stop hating on Garrett Rangel. Go get lost in the sauce. It's fun. Hit the rewind button. Hit the pause button. See what the hips and the hands and the elbows and the opposite even and all that stuff. See what it see what it's about. See if he's leading the right receiver. See if he's making the right reads. See if he's putting enough touch on it when necessary and putting zing on it when need be. Like it's there. And if you've seen some of the recent clips, uh, so they're they're making more practice clips uh, public. They're not just you know it's not just a select group of guys sending it to certain people. They're making some of it public. And so I implore you, go get lost in, in, in some of the, the practice stuff that you're seeing. The quarterback room looks good. Alan Bowman should be the guy. I think he still is the guy. But Garrett Rangel will play. Garrett Rangel will have an opportunity to have a say in all of this because he's earned it, as has Gunnar Gunny. Gunnar Gunny's earned packages. If you're not excited about Oklahoma State's season, you should be. If you're not drinking the orange Kool-Aid enough, you should be. So, guys, again, like it if you like it. Dislike it if you don't like it. Hammer down in the comment section uh, kind of what you're thinking about this Harlem Bruce thing, about the wide receiver room, about finally having the right depth. This, this seems to be fitting right. As long as we capitalize on it, I'm happy. I'm a happy, happy camper. I think most of y'all are as well. Don't bet if you're in college. Don't sleep on Blaine Green or Rashad Owens. And stop hating on Gary Rangel. I think that's all we got for this one, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I greatly appreciate you stopping through because you could be anywhere. You could listen to anything. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you you chopping it up with me in here on a daily basis. 
I'm a happy camper. I think everybody should uh, get on board to what the season can be, what the season should be. All right, y'all. You know I love you. As always, God bless. Go Pokes. And thank you for tuning in to Locked On Oklahoma State, where we try to get you squared away on a daily basis. All right, y'all. Until next time. Later, tater.